You're about to listen to an episode of What the Hell Just Happened. Join Paul Edwards and his guests as they discuss interesting HR topics and solve some of our listeners' submitted questions. And occasionally I'll go off HR topic and talk about whatever I want to talk about. Think barbecue, space exploration, technology, money, managing, business, things that interest all of us. We get a lot of emails with questions. Stay tuned for details on how you can submit yours to the show. And now, let's get started. Hi, everybody. I um, Welcome to the podcast, by the way. I'm joined by Grace Godlasky today. Grace is, you know, she's at a director level at Cedar. She, she is the manager of the, of the Solution Center, which our, the Solution Center at Cedar is our bank of experts who provide uh, expert guidance, law compliance, and problem solving for all of our members. They call in. Grace, Welcome to the show. Hi, Paul. Hi, everyone. I, yeah, Grace is. So Grace has just told me what we're going to talk about, and this is this has been up in the air. This has been a part of our conversation here at Cedar now for about two months because we saw it coming down the pipe, right, Grace? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so I have the unfortunate um, um, prior knowledge of what we're about to talk about <laughs> here. Um, there's something called the Pregnancy uh, Pregnancy Workers Fairness Act. So we're going to refer to it as the PWFA right. throughout, throughout this time. Um, you all got an, uh, an update from us not too long ago uh, from Cedar, and we told you. For, look for everybody who's listening who doesn't know who Cedar is. Let me let me put this together because the podcast is getting bigger and bigger, Grace. So some people are coming to the podcast; they have no idea of the context. That's great. Welcome. Yeah, yeah. So welcome <laughs> to the podcast. If you don't know what Cedar is, Cedar is. Uh, uh, an organization, a company, an HR support company that provides a very high level of close-in support to its members. And its members are typically dental, medical, medispas. We have mm-hmm. construction companies in there as well. We've got a few, yeah. you know, outliers in there. Um, but but our, our, you know, that's what we do. We provide software. We provide support. And on our real niche is, is that we're able to train managers to be better managers and help people work through HR issues. Yep. And some of them are quite technical, like what we're going to talk yep. about today. And others have some technical component. It's, you know, when the CEDAR expert, HR expert is trying to help, but they're also given a human uh, uh, solution to it. Because, you know, a lawyer can go, well, we can fire that person. Mm-hmm. But typically a lawyer won't ask, well, what's your turnover rate there? And how, mu- how long have they been there? And mm-hmm. how much have you invested in them? It's just like, nope, I'm a lawyer. You can fire them if you want to. Yep. I can defend that case. Yeah, I can yep. defend that case and bill you at $400 an <laughs> yep. hour. Let's get them out of there and mm-hmm. see what they do. Yep. We're very much on the we're on the other side. Yeah. And we worry about the technical stuff, kind of yeah. so our members don't have to. That's a good way you to know, put it. You know, we are never going to try to come to a member phone call saying, did you hear about the Pregnant Workers Fairness Act? Yeah. Even though the nerd inside me really wants to yeah. do that. Instead, we're going to just say, you should do it this way now. Right, right. So we sent out a note to everybody at Cedar that's a member saying that if you have our employee handbook, that the, the policies that are in place um, already comply with the uh, PWFA. And generally, our guidance has complied with the PWFA, but it's, begin, it's beginning to get more complicated. Yes. So we're in the, we're in the, um, the regs and rulemaking component of this. Mm-hmm. So this law has passed. Law has passed. And it's, it's passed and, uh, June 27th. And it's in effect right now? It's in effect. And the EEOC, uh, we don't have regs God bless for it. them, their banner on their website, uh-huh. if you go there, says, we are now taking claims under the new law. But we haven't given you any guidance as to how to. Right. We haven't written the final regulations or any of those things. But right. it does say that it on our banner? It does say that, yeah. 
Okay. Yep. All right. This is just look for for all of you out there who's who are managers and who are doctors or owners and just go ahead and go find the tums. Mm-hmm. Just go locate the tums <laughs> and and if not, put this thing on pause or put it in your car and drive down to your local, um, well, that to your local Seven Eleven or your uh, what's ours? What's our thing here? What Walgreens, CVS. Well, oh, oh here no. at oh QT. Quick, QT. Go yeah. to the QT. Get, in Tucson, get yourself if you're a in, uh, pizza, a slice of I pizza, lived. some gas, some tums, some tums, and breath freshener, some caffeine. You can get coffee there. I found out. If you're in my neck of the woods, go to your Wawa. To your Wawa, okay. If you're in uh, the other side of the state where I live, go to your Sheets. Sheets. I was We're just going to say a, Sheets. Yeah. Just, yeah. We'll okay. start a debate. <laughs> a, sh- a shout out to the all the. Okay. All right. So now we're going to talk about the PWFA. Um, it's important to note here. Correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Grace. That this law applies to employers with 15 or more employees. 15 or more. Yep. Now we always we often say, look, just be careful with that number, thinking that it doesn't apply to you right? Um, because you can slide into uh, where this law applies to you and you don't realize it very easily because you have your two kids and your 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 ex-spouse your mm-hmm. current spouse and on several your other payroll, people on you've your payroll you've got interns you've got temporary people mm-hmm. you've got your office cleaner that you're paying on payroll yeah. and those aren't people that are your normal right. team members you may not be counting even yourself if you're paying yourself through payroll so be careful mm-hmm. because the number is the number and and sometimes it's not apparent and the other thing is that we tell you is be careful because sometimes a federal law will be in place that applies to 15 or more but some of the provisions in it match provisions that are just as strict that are from your state right. and your state is put in laws um, that apply to people maybe with two employees or more mm-hmm. or one employer or all, all two, if three, you, four, yeah, whatever. Yep. So just be careful with a 15 mark. Even if you, if you're like, I only have 12 employees, you ought to be listening to this. Don't, don't yeah. drop off the podcast yeah, yet. If you have fewer than 15, cause a lot of this does matter. So. Okay. So the EEOC is typically going to be the one that brings these sort of things forward. Okay. These kind of uh, proposed rules. In, in this case, they've passed a, uh, they put this law in place and um, they're they're writing the regulations right now, and as you stated earlier, we're already they're putting a banner up saying we're receiving complaints, which I just yeah. just makes me as an employer and as a advocate for employers it, and for employees for that matter, it just pisses me off when a government agency says, you know, give us your complaint without get, giving without giving us the tools the that tools we need and the guidance mm-hmm. to avoid the yeah. complaints. Yeah. yeah. So way to go there, EEOC. Um, so, okay, so Grace, the PWFA. What did we have before? We had the we have the right. Well, okay, so we have some Title VII stuff in there that protects pregnant workers. Right. We have the PDA. Yep. Is it the P- public, it's the Pregnancy that? Discrimination Act. Yeah. It is the PDA, but all that that says mm-hmm. is you have to treat your pregnant workers the same as you treat people with disabilities. Uh-huh. So it didn't actually give any specific guidance about pregnant people. It just says, if you're going to make an accommodation for your person with a back problem yep. or a heart problem mm-hmm. or diabetes or whatever it is that they have, you have to give those same courtesies and accommodations to pregnant workers. So that's all it said. It didn't really expand anything. No. Um, it just, it was down that very narrow alley yep. that it, that it ad- ad- addressed what people are supposed to do. Okay. So the, the PWFA has 
really kind of blowing my mind because when we first looked at it, we thought, well, this is a nothing burger. Absolutely. We really I did. did too. We yeah. thought, well, they've just passed another piece this of legislation that little, doesn't, doesn't do a whole lot. They threw themselves a little party and this doesn't really do very much. It doesn't do much. Um, and, and we even, um, we were like, well, since we're already doing most of many of the things that mm-hmm. they're advocating for, it's not really going to impact our members that much. Yep. But that's not true. Now we're in it. Now we're in it. Now we're helping members and we're seeing how much it changes. So things. when we when you guys help a member, what generally happens is is that they put a call in to us and they say, Hey, and it can be as simple as I have a pregnant I have an employee who's just let me who I've known is pregnant. Mm-hmm. So we took over everything like you guys told us to and everything's fine, but she's just come to me and then they describe some issue. They like this person is asking for They're asking for something. Um, the most common request, because we deal with a lot of medical settings, is I am pregnant. Uh-huh. I am not comfortable being around uh, an x-ray machine, a nitrous machine, um, chemicals that might be present on site. I don't want to expose my fetus to those items. So just general workplace hazards is a very common request that we see. And they run the gambit because... Folks get all kinds of information from all all kinds of different directions. Oh my goodness! It's like I've heard that um, you know uh, squeaky cabinets can yep. cause you know this problem. Yeah, um, um, we need an air filter in here. Yeah. You know, just it, anything can be perceived as a hazard. Yeah. Um, and and employers too, it runs the gambit because a lot of employers think that things are dangerous and they want to kind of protect their pregnant employees from those right. items um, proactively oh. from a good place. And then others are like, I know my my levels. Uh, I know my hazards and I, I don't think it's a problem. Um, but all of that's sort of irrelevant because when somebody comes and says, I'm asking for yeah. a duties modification, we had a process we followed under the prior, mm-hmm. uh, you know, legislative landscape that was basically like, go to your doctor, have your doctor tell us what accommodations you need. And we will see if we can make those accommodations. Which is really the, to me, the best way to do this yeah. to, 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 to the greatest degree, I think that that helps solve about 95% of the problems that we got. Because first of all, we have to be very careful because we work with so many um, medical practices. You want to be careful as a manager. And if you're an owner doctor, you don't want to be, um, you know, you don't want to be diagnosing. Right. You, you got to be careful not to diagnose. And that's kind of that one thing you just mentioned there where we where we have a doctor call in and say, well, she hasn't asked me for any kind of accommodation around um, uh, taking x-rays mm-hmm. or being around anesthesia. Uh, but I I um, I kind of want to be proactive and tell her she needs to be careful, yep. which by the way, Grace, I'm just left turn skirt. I'm going to stay on topic, though. You really need to, if you're listening, investigate that further. I I, I sat on a uh, on a board that was that wrote a bunch of guidance for mothers dentists mm-hmm. dentists who are practicing who become mothers they wrote a bunch of guidance for those for those doctors and we had an OBGYN in from Duke University who said you know we give pregnant women nitrous oxide mm-hmm. and it doesn't cause 
what yeah. you guys are saying. And she had some other things to say. So that's as far as I'm going to yeah. go. Just you should look down this rabbit hole because it is not what it what we think it is. Right. It's not always the most uh, it's, straightforward. Uh, or as is yeah, yeah, it's it's not a straightforward analysis. So you, so you really kind of want to take a look. At, okay. All right. Now that I've created even more doubt in everybody's mind, let's let's get back to the to the PWFA. Yeah. Um. Okay, Grace. So. Previously, it was go to your doctor yep. um, and we'll make accommodations that allow you to perform what's called the essential functions of your position. Right. And essential functions are just the big things mm-hmm. that are absolutely necessary for you to do your job. Right. So now the PWFA is calling into question two big things okay. in my mind. It's when can you ask for the doctor's note? Because it seems like they don't really want, they, the EEOC, they don't want you automatically playing that doctor's note card anymore. Mm. They want you to really be saying, what could that doctor tell me that I don't already know? And philosophically, it seems like the PWFA wants to allow pregnant workers to sort of speak for themselves Mm. about their own needs rather than having to say, I have a disability that my medical provider needs to tell you about. Mm -hmm. Um, Full disclosure, I mean, I'm a mom of three and I've spent like years of my working life physically pregnant. So as a All human, your I life get here. it. Yeah. <laughs> Paul's like a lot of it here a at lot Cedar. Of it here at Cedar. <laughs> <laughs> um, but truly, you know, I see the, the human element of that, yep. of the philosophy behind the law. And I think it helps our members and probably our listeners to see that side of it. Um, seeing the manager and owner and the Cedar and the HR professional side of it, well, it's kind of like, yeah. man, that gives a little bit of a complicating. Uh, so, so that's that. And then the second big thing. So they're calling into question, when can you ask for a doctor's note? Mm-hmm. They're calling into question uh, that someone doesn't actually have to be able to perform the essential functions of their job. Um, they're saying temporarily. But these proposed regulations say temporary can be up to 40 weeks. And uh, what is happens to be coincidentally 40 weeks long? Pregnant, Isn't that pregnancy? Preg- preg- yeah. <laughs> it's gestation. Okay. So, I mean, they're saying basically potentially the entire pregnancy, you would have to say. Hang on a second. I got to eat my thumbs yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So, um, I do want to make this point about. I, I, and you can only guess what the EEOC is thinking sometimes. That part of the problem with sending someone to a doctor, especially if they don't have health insurance, is you're also sending them to spend $175 for a doctor's visit in order to get a note about maybe about something that Great you point. could yeah. that you could talk that you could talk to each other about. Yep. But nonetheless, even if it's not uh, no health insurance, you have health insurance. There's still going to be mm-hmm. copays. There's going to be hours missed mm-hmm. and unpaid of which you're kind of putting this extra burden on. And I think what they're saying is, is look, if you're throwing up, you ought to be able to say to your employer, I'm throwing up and it's been going for a while now. Mm-hmm. Um, you could even say they've given me the, all the medicine they can give me. It's working. It's not working. These are the things that it's it's doing to me. Yeah. So there's, you know, there, we that, that, that all makes, that all makes good sense. Yeah. Um, I think also, that you know they're trying to um they're trying to create discourse between the worker and the manager um whereby people can reach reasonable middle ground on things mm-hmm. and and the, and a person can stay in the job if they can stay in the job yes now i i don't understand how I, 
Okay, so that was the first thing that you said. Yep. Maybe you shouldn't go to the doctor. So I already told Grace I was going to disagree with this. Safe space. Can disagree on this. Yes, we can. It's a safe space. We can disagree. While I I do agree that I I don't have a problem with it with the first part of this, but I think for the most part it was so protective of of our of our employers out there. And I've never seen anyone abuse this. Like I'm going to teach her a lesson. Every time she tells me she has a problem, I'm going to send her to the doctor to get a doctor's note. That is not, that is not how this has been used. It, yeah. it, it's just not how it works out in the real world. Normally the manager is sending the employee to the doctor because they're still confused. Yep. You know, if you ask a worker, think about your average front desk person, your average assistant, yep. tell me about your needs. They're not necessarily checking the box of, is this ongoing? Is it episodic? Is it temporary? And that's where the doctor can help to guide that conversation yep. in a better way. And it's not about hey, employee, you can't speak for yourself, but it's about, I actually do need more information about what you're asking for. Yep. Um, and I don't think that the PWFA changes that. Mm-hmm. What it changes, though, is that managers just have to pause before they push that Boink. easy button, yep. give me the doctor's note, and say, what would the doctor be telling me that this worker hasn't already told me? Mm-hmm. How does that advance this conversation? Right. And be sure that they're rooted in real firm footing. Okay. So I'm not a doctor. Yeah. You're not a doctor. No. How would I know what the doctor would not be telling me? Great question. In the background here at Cedar, um, we have, and and we didn't make this stuff up, we have some kind of guided forms Mm -hmm. that are adapted from examples that the federal government gives about the types of questions that you can be asking when somebody needs an accommodation. Um, And so we would look to that and we would try to ask the same question of each employee, you know, not dig deeper on your employee who happens to be an over 40 pregnancy because you assume that that's higher risk and that mm-hmm. there might be more medical issues. So so we do try to ask a consistent set of questions. Mm-hmm. Um, so we look to our forms. How, as a manager, would you know? You would probably compare it to the form that you would send to the doctor and kind of go through it and say, do I have all the information that I need here? And if it's like, yep, this is temporary, it's morning sickness, I just need to delay my start time and have mm-hmm. extra breaks, what else would the doctor tell me? Nothing. Mm-hmm. We're probably good. Okay. All right. So this form that we're talking about is not available. I mean, it is available from for, for CEDAR members because right. we're, we're – I mean, that's what we do is we put our lawyer brains in there. The yep. lawyer brains go in and start reading the guidance, start – we look at what other uh, what law firms are saying out there. Mm-hmm. We look at what other HR organizations are saying. Yep. We look at the uh, you know, we just look at the total of all the information yep. that can come through, yep. um, and we do an analysis. And we have to go down to the EEOC's. You know, guys, there's opinion letters out there. Yep. There's they're writing about their guidance before they give their guidance, and then finally, when they publish the regulations, we we take another look at it, yep. and then we try to boil that down into a sheet of paper for you. Yep. If you're if you're uh, you know, if, if you're working with this so that you can do this analysis between the two. Right. Nonetheless, um, I, I just think this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. Do you want to hear something stupider? Yes. Okay. So the little piece here, uh, they're starting to speak about those, those essential functions. Mm-hmm. And they're saying you 
can't decide for a pregnant worker that they need to be on leave. But it's We've even, always known that. And we've always known that. But the standard for whether someone can kind of stay in the workplace and mm-hmm. keep working is whether they can do those essential functions or not. Mm-hmm. And now they're saying you have to accommodate even if somebody can't do the essential functions. Um, so you get to, they get to keep their job and get paid or they, they get, get to, to go? They get to stay at work. They get to st- – okay. So this is a big deal mm-hmm. because ultimately what we would – what we – have always been able to do is go you use this interactive process that we're that we've been talking about where you send the person with a form to the doctor mm-hmm. they talk to their doctor about it and eventually you can get both parties to a place where it's like well what do you want to do here you're you are you were you are specialized licensed you are one of two people for five doctors of which we do anesthesia on pediat- uh, pediatric anesthesia. Right. You are specially trained to be in that room with me. When you are not in that room with me, I can't perform any of these things. Right. Um, that is your position here. You don't do anything else. How, how are they supposed to keep that person in their job? The only way they can say, I can't keep you in your job, uh-huh. is to argue undue burden. And so it would be a massive undue burden. Massive which, undue burden. By the way, yeah. I don't know, I say this in all, I've, I've been saying this a lot, so I'm going to say it again. The backbone of this country is not our presidents, our congresspeople, it's not Google, it's not the massive, it's not Cox, it's not Verizon. The backbone of this of this country that runs this country are small businesses. Yep. They provide the jobs, they provide they we provide the engine, we provide money to the local area, we're paying local people. We're not like McDonald's who takes dividends, they pay people the least amount they can do, no health insurance, they don't worry about any of that, and they just send yep. the money out to people who who, who are you know, buying shares of McDonald's. We keep the money here Small in... Small businesses. I mean, you look at... Uh, my son plays Little League. Mm-hmm. It's it's never, you know, QT on the back of his Little League jersey. No. Who's, who's sponsoring those It's Bob's teams? Heating and Air Conditioning. Yeah. That's it's exactly Zambrano's who. Pizza, and I know Mr. Yeah. Zambrano, right? Yeah. It's just, they are the lifeblood. Hey, blood. Mr. Zambrano. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shout hey, out. Hey, thanks for sponsoring Max's team last yeah. season. Yeah. Um, so we want to help those small businesses who are the lifeblood uh-huh. of our country EEOC stay doesn't. out of hot water. EEOC doesn't, but no. that's where Cedar comes in. So we've used a lot of technical language. We've gotten into kind of the weeds with the PWFA, but we'll circle back to I'm nerding out over this, but if I'm a manager, I don't have time to do that. And so how do I keep myself out of hot water? Yeah. Um, when you have a pregnant person. Okay, so for the listeners out there, no matter it, this doesn't matter. You're you're not a Cedar member. You're not any of it. This this is like the best guidance that you could get yeah. today as we're waiting for these regulations. Today, right. Yeah, we'll, today. we'll check back in December after yeah. they finalize them. But it would be think critically before you ask a pregnant worker for a doctor's note. Yep. Pause. Consult with someone. Mm-hmm. Really ask yourself about you know this new standard. Right. Um. Update your language. I think that if we're saying the same old thing and we're using your personal language, the words that come out of your mouth, you have to retrain yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So we're no longer saying it's the disability. We have to say it's, you know, a limitation related to pregnancy, Uh updating how you're speaking about it. Paul, you said the most genius thing before we went live and it was you're really 
as a small business trying to update what you're doing mm-hmm. so that if a plaintiff's attorney and there's a there's a sea of plaintiff's attorneys out there chomping at the bit they with can't the Pregnant wait. Workers Fairness Act because yep. this is a new source of business for uh-huh. them. So when they find your pregnant employee and the things that you've done with your pregnant employee and the emails that you've sent to your pregnant employee, mm-hmm. they go, mm, the meal's not not worth it. It's uh, a stop. If, yeah. if this is if you understand this and you do it well, it's always been that way. It, it it's. I, I said, if you do it well, if you communicate well, if you follow the interactive process leading up to this is how it used to be, follow the interactive process, follow the guidance, mm-hmm. it can be a stop sign to a plaintiff's attorney because right. as soon as they see that you, you've you communicated the way that you were supposed to and done the things you're supposed to do, then they really don't They'll have a case. Off. Yeah, they, they just back off and they go yeah. away. Yeah. Um, there's and lower hanging fruit out there. You just don't want to be the lowest. Yeah, fruit. you just don't yeah. want to be, you only have to be faster than your friend. Yeah. Yeah. If the bear's chasing. <laughs> you. Um, and so um, uh, it, it, now w- you're going to have to update your language and your understanding even more mm-hmm. because what you're really trying to do is leave behind a, a paper trail that any reasonable person w- who finds it would say, well, they dis- they did do the best they could. Yep, yeah. that they did comply. Yeah. Um, so editing out discussion about allow you to perform the essential functions of your position, mm-hmm. editing out the suggestion that if you can't do this full job, you've got to go out on leave, right. um, updating updating forms that you're using so they don't say, I have a disability, you know, check, uh, because that's not what a pregnant person has to say anymore. Right. Um, and then keep, keep listening because I'm sure we'll keep talking about this, but uh, it's really doesn't have to be that drastic. It doesn't have to be that hard. You don't have to have a law degree to keep speed with mm-hmm. this. It's just you have to be cautious about your actions and your language going forward right. as we're seeing it play out. Um, Grace, I, I think that I, I'm going to go back to that. Small businesses are the backbone in providing the jobs. Yeah. And if you've got 15 employees and this applies to you, or you have 20 employees, mm-hmm. it can be very difficult. It would be a, a, quite a burden to hold a job for a forty, fifty, seventy thousand dollar employee while hiring another forty, fifty, seventy thousand dollar employee. In fact, you would be reducing your own personal income in order to be able to do that at that size. Yeah. So this is no this is no small thing that they're they're putting in place here. No. Um, and we're not look, we're not going to talk about because ultimately everybody's thinking, uh, I know what you're thinking. When can I draw the line? When is it an undue burden? We're not going to we're not going to go into that right now because we don't quite know yet, Grace. We don't have the regulations. We don't have everything in place to be able to say to people, here's where you might be able to draw the line and not mm-hmm. keep this person on your payroll and, and not make it right. go forward. On the other side of this, popular opinion or not, Grace, you'll like this. I think most people will get it. As soon as a, someone becomes pregnant, if they have to take time off for it, they generally are not getting paid. The FMLA mm-hmm. for that protects that goes yep. to, applies to fifty or more employees. There's nothing. There's no safety net there for them. Right. There's no pay. There's there's nothing. Um, for me, this is a societal issue. I, I many states have put some like three paid quarter pay, leave. some mm-hmm. paid family leave yep. in place. I'd like to see it at the federal level. Right. Um, it would be one thing. You know, I, I just think that there has to be some different support here because dumping this back on somebody small who business. has mm-hmm. a small business is just 
I, I don't, it's not, I mean, I, there's been plenty of times when I've been building a business where if you put the onus on me, what happens if I have three employees go out? And I have had three yeah. employees <laughs> when I only had 17 employees yep. get pregnant. What happens if I have to maintain the salaries of those three employees? Yeah. Um, um, I, it's, it's just not possible for, for me to be able to do that as a small business. It, it, and there's, I think every, everybody knows this who owns a business. There's like this curve of profitability and you're not always in the profitability, the good part of the curve. You know, right. you're up and down in business. Um, you know, it ebbs and flows. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a great point. That's that's the next phase that we could anticipate. Uh -huh. I don't know that we can see it anytime soon, but it's a lot of why you said when this law was first passed, it felt like a nothing burger. And that's why it felt like a nothing burger yeah. because we know as HR professionals that the states know how to offer paid leave. We know how to fund a paid leave system. And it's yep. probably one solution to the issue of working mothers being a working mother in the United yep. States. And that gets a little bit outside the scope of our podcast. Um, this is a, a step and we do track legislative trends at mm -hmm. CEDAR. So the next step would be something like that. But we don't, you know, we don't have any sort of timeline. I'd love to see that happen for, our, for our members. I would like to see something in place for society. Yeah. Just in general, just to support working moms and, and families that are having kids and, and yeah. uh, you know, all that. Okay, Grace, this has been a heartburn of a conversation. Everybody's brain needs a break now. Everybody that. needs a break after listening to that. So the PWFA is in effect. We're waiting for the rules and regulations to explain to us what we should and shouldn't do. This is going to, this is one of those um, regulations that are going to, it's going to play out in court a bunch. We're yes. going to, we're going to have to see some courts do, you know, we're going to have to see some rulings. It is at the federal level, which means it applies in all 50 states. Mm -hmm. Um, I, you know, you just got to be careful out there and just keep paying attention to this subject and learn the new language. And for mm -hmm. those of you who are listening, um, uh, that are members over at Cedar, we'll be giving you new language and we're training the team here on yeah. how to help, you know, everybody walk through these, these issues. Yeah. We're yeah. actively doing that now with our yeah. members. It's really fun. Um, you have to be a lifelong learner if you're in HR employment yeah. law at all. And um, this is this is just the latest thing. Yeah. So it's fun. Okay, Grace, thank you so much. Thanks, Paul. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of What the Hell Just Happened. If you have an HR issue, question, or just want to add a comment about something Paul said, record it on your phone and send to podcast at wthjusthappened.com. We might even ask if we can play it on the show. Don't forget to like and subscribe and join us again next week.